2: Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death, and so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. 25 years ago this month, a 15-year-old boy began his journey into mediumship. His name is Scott Milligan, and he is one of the very few authentic demonstrating physical and trance mediums that we have in the world. I have been so lucky to be able to sit with Scott live well over a dozen times, witnessing firsthand the miracles of his mediumship. And every Friday at two o'clock Eastern time on Zoom, you'll find Scott and I as he closes his eyes. We sit for healing, and then a spirit friend speaks through him doing a live question and answer event with questions about life, death, and the afterlife. So in honor of Scott's 25 years of sitting on behalf of the spirit world, I'd like to start this episode with a clip from Scott talking with some students about how he got started in mediumship, followed by some words from his friend in the afterlife about some very interesting questions regarding life that I think you will really enjoy. So let's listen.
3: I have spent uh, a long part of my life, actually longer than if you carve my life in half, I've spent more time with the spirit world than I have within this physical world. In the sense of that, over 24 years have passed of me investigating, as well as sitting in a confinement of a sacred space, and listening to these voices that have appeared in the air. So many people uh, ask me, how did you get into it? But in order for us to start our journey, let me try and simplify what physical mediumship is. A mental medium will stand upon a platform or sit in front of you, and through their senses, they will relay information from someone who you know, and through their senses, they will bring their personality And you will say yes, no, don't know. With physical mediumship, everyone in the room hears it. Everyone in the room experiences it. You will hear the so-called dead become solid as you and I. If you are blessed to sit with someone who has developed their capability and have a, a chemical within them that allows light to be used during a demonstration, Not only will you hear your loved one, you will see your loved one as solid as you and I. They will walk around the room, you'll hear their footsteps, they will embrace you, they will be solid. Any marks within their being, be it tattoos, they will manifest upon them, so you know this is definitely your loved one. And for me, it's an absolute privilege beyond words, the life I have lived that I have seen so much. Now, I want you to start this journey, believe not a word I say until you experience it yourself, but I have no reason to lie to you. I have no reason to say things which are going to wound my own progression, because the spirit world says honesty is the power that will move you to stand to represent us. So if you would like to come on a journey with me, let me share thoughts with you. Let me retrace my steps, what has led me to this point to speak with you. But I just want to thank all of you for joining me at this moment. Wherever you are in the world, whatever you are doing, I hope that you are safe. I hope that you are well. I hope that there's love within your being and there's no sadness within your life. So many years ago, That sounds like how I start my story, isn't it? Many, many years ago, um, I was born into a loving family, a family that had no religion, but gave us the freedom to be open to anything. Whatever you wanted to do, you can do as long as it doesn't harm anyone. And very young in my life, but I was always aware of a person that would walk up my stairs in the middle of the night and would make me scared and because i would see them but i was able to see through them as well and i knew that they were different but it always seemed to happen when i was alone or in the middle of the night or some kind Many years passed, and I kept on hearing every night this. And I remember running downstairs one night and saying to my mum and dad, the earth's moving, the bed's moving, because I could feel it kind of wobbling and and moving. And sometimes that you would get a call saying, Stop bouncing up and down on your bed. And I wasn't bouncing up and down. It was something was such, such starting to move and happen. And like anything, that throughout your childhood. Up until a certain age, it started became very active and then it started to settle down. And I always noticed that when the light was off, I was being able to see what I call jellyfish, like a um, mist and uh, movement of power, which was either yellow or blue in texture. And it would move and it would be like a fog and it will intensify. And as it intensified, you would hear like crackles, knocks, scratches all within my bedroom. And I remember my father one time when he was coming up to bed and he would say, there's someone singing. You know, who's singing? And it would always appear from my bedroom, but it wasn't me singing. There was a voice that sometimes would manifest in like a kind of operatic sound, not too loud, but loud enough to disturb my father. And during the nights that my grandmother, who was my mother's mother, who passed before I was born, would come and visit me. And she had a very identifying mole. And my other grandmother, who was still alive, had a birthmark on her forehead. So I used to say, which one am I seeing today? One with the mark here or one with the mark here? And I was always reminded that you would only have one grandparent. But this lovely lady, my nan, used to visit me at night and grab me by my feet and drag me down the bed. And I would feel her fingers tickle my ribs and I would run back up the bed. And then all of a sudden my feet were being pulled down the bed again and I'll slide to the bottom. And this was a very loving experience. It was a very normal experience because it happened quite often. And then we grow up, we go to school and I noticed as we were progressing, within school, I was very bored. Um, I was diagnosed with dyslexia at a very late age. So my reading age was very, very poor. My memory age was very, very poor. And then all of a sudden, when teachers were talking, I would see a light around them. And as they would walk, there'd be a separate person behind. Now, this was all a form of a mental mediumship because only I was seeing it. And when I said to people, you know who's that person and they would say I don't see anyone so there was nothing physical about this experience but it showed that the nucleus was there I was a child that was very quiet you know hard to believe I was a very shy person I would always get lost in my own thoughts and I became a dustman when I left school and I wanted to do other things with my life but that was the only job that was available at that time and i was being very painfully bullied um in the sense that i was being beaten up quite often in my work and i hid it very very well but i suffered from depression and i happened to do the uk lottery and the uk lottery you had to get six numbers and you'll be like a multi-millionaire and i was fortunate enough i got five numbers it wasn't much but it was enough at the age I was, to set me on my dreams, dreams to go and see the world or buy what I needed to buy, not have secondhand items anymore. And I wanted to buy a computer and I wanted to buy a PlayStation and I want to be the first of my group to have this PlayStation. And anyone who knows about checks in those days would take five days to clear. And this is all relevant, by the way. So I waited five days and finally the check cleared and I wanted to buy a computer. And I went to a computer shop called game mania. I got there and I went in there and I said, I want that, 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 and that, uh, without any hesitation, not even asking the price. That's what I wanted. And the two ladies said, don't waste your money here. Go next door and have a reading. And I thought, what do you mean? And they said, no, go and see what the future holds for yourself. And, um, all of a sudden, I found myself wanting to go next door and I don't know if any of you have experienced this and you go next door and I expect to see a lady with a tea towel on her head with big earrings big crystal ball and everything and I was right about everything besides the tea towel and she said right come and sit down and I sat down and I listened to what she had to say and she was saying stuff that only my family would know but I'm from a very well-known family so I thought everyone knew one another and I thought someone had told her this information and she was after my money. I thought she was a con artist. And as she was talking, this light, what I used to see at school, this other presence started to build around her and I paid no attention to it. But anyway, she carried on and then I paid her £20, I think it was, or £25. And um, I went back to the computer shop and it was shut. And... It was the weekend, so I had to wait another day and a half so that I can then go and buy this computer. On the Sunday, I got a call from a lady called Brenda Sheridan. And she said, can I speak to Scott? And I said, speaking, I was like, hello. Um, And she said that we've just held a physical seance and your details have been given. And I thought straight away, she's a nut job. And I put down the phone and then the phone rang again. And she said, I'm sorry, we've got cut off, I must insist. We held a physical sound and your details have being given. Would you like to come along and meet a gentleman called John Austin? And again, something inside me, like the reading, told me I had to do this. So I said, yeah, yeah sure, okay, as you do. And bear in mind, I'm very young at this age. Very rude, uh, very straight to the point as well. And I was taken by car to John Austin's, which he lived in Hove near Brighton, not far away from my house. And I entered at the back of these premises and there was this lovely old man with a lovely tash. And he said, you're Scott Milligan. I said, yes, I am. And he said, your grandmother, your mother's mother's in the other world, but your father's mother is still with us. I said, yes, that's right. And he started telling me about my life. And again, I thought that someone was trying to take my money.
2: I'm going to interrupt Scott here because we need to take our first break. But isn't it interesting paying attention to those signs that you get in those feelings? So we'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM
4: Paranormal
2: Podcast Network.
4: Stay right there. There's more Sandra coming right up.
0: with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot Shades.
5: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin.
1: Hey, it's time to head over to am.com and check out the Art Bell Vault, a collection of timeless audio. Listen to some of the great interviews with the likes of the late Father Malachi Martin, Dr. Evelyn Paglini, investigative journalist Jim Mars, and more. This is classic audio that you can enjoy at any time, and it's all heard without interruption. New shows are added each week, so find out how to access the Art Bell Vault now by going to AM.com. That's coasttocoastam.com.
2: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're listening to a story of how Scott Milligan first got interested and involved with mediumship. So at this point, he's been following the breadcrumbs, and he gets to meet John Austin at his home, a gentleman that would become his circle leader.
3: He then said to me, what do you think about mediumship? And I said, who told you about all this? And he said, my wife. I said, "Who's your wife?" And he said, "Geraldine." I went, "Okay, can I meet your wife?" And he said, "You will, you will." He said, "I want you to sit." I said, "What do you mean, sit?" And they were using these phrases that seem so easy for us now, but very confusing back then. And he said, "I want you to sit for the presence of the spirit." Well, I said, "No." He said, "I'll tell you what. Let's do the Ouija board then." And some people have thoughts on the Ouija board. And at that time, my thoughts was, "Don't touch it. Don't want to go anywhere near it." And he said. What do you mean? I said, no, I'm not interested, not doing it. He said, do you think this is going to hurt you? And I said, yes. And he picked the board up and it was a, a, a round board about that big and he hit me across the face with it. And as he hit me and as I turned thought, I'm going to deck you. I'm going to jump over the table and, and beat you to death with my shoes. And he said, that's the only thing that's going to hurt you. Put your finger on the glass. I put my finger on the glass, probably with my nose bleeding as well. And it spells out Milligan's set. Milligan sit and it moved too fast and I said when and he went now 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 so I was taken into the séance room I sat in a chair closed my eyes because I was told to and nothing happened sound familiar nothing happened and I thought this man is barking mad and he said I want you to sit and I said no not for me and said before you say no go and see the medium I trained so all right then and quickly, I was bundled into a car and off to Hayward Teeth. Hayward Teeth was a place about five minutes from my house where this man, who John trained to be known as Colin Fry, I was taken down to the end of the garden and put in a very confined shed with about 30 people. And I, Colin came in and said, Nice to meet you, Scott. I've heard a lot about you. And I said, Who? And he said, John's wife. So I was, and I am still trying to wait to meet this woman and everyone in that place seemed to know of me and again I sat there and I sat in between two ladies and we were asked to hold hands and I thought I'm not holding your hands but we held hands just to meet each other you know are you doing all right yeah and then we placed our hands back in our lap and then the door was sealed up the light went off and I'm terrified of the dark and there was a gentle red glow And Colin was being tied to a chair at this point. What have I got myself into? And a curtain was drawn round him. And very quickly, as the lights went out, you heard me hyperventilate. And as I started to hyperventilate, (sighs) they said, we're going to need to sing. And so I said, OK. And if anyone knows me, knows I can't sing for anything. And we started to sing Drunken Sailor. And as we started to sing Drunken Sailor, when we got to Ure Napshi rose. This trumpet lifted up in the air and it seems to be moving with this invisible force. And I screamed and as I screamed, I gripped the hands of the people on either side of me. Marlene said, stay still, don't move. And I'm going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And she said, look at it. And I saw the trumpet move. And as it moved, she said, is that you, Charlie? And the trumpet stopped and went like this, moved in front of me. she said, I'm so excited it's Scott's first time. And I said something to Marlene, which I won't repeat, uh, but it's on the tape recorder. And this voice came out and said, is it, mister? Let me get my legs. And then all of a sudden, as God was my witness, a child, not very old, maybe under the age of six, ran out the cabinet as solid as you and I and gripped my hand. It was warm. It was childlike grabbed my hand he shook my hand he said nice to meet you mister god you got big hands and he kicked my feet and he said you've got big plates and all and then he walked back into the cabinet the moment he touched my hand i felt the most deepest love that has always remained with me as he went back in the cabinets old man moved out as solid as you and i and said ladies and gentlemen i'm alec guinness and you heard me say who the hell is alec guinness And his voice came back and said, young man, I was always known as Obi-Wan, bloody Kenobi. And my thoughts back to that was, oh my God, the force is strong with you. And in my head, it was hysterical, but no one laughed in the room. He went back into the cabinet and the sounds continued. I couldn't tell you what happened besides this overwhelming thirst to want to do it. And coming to the end, there was a gust of wind. and As this gust of wind came, there was a mighty bang. And when the lights came up, Colin had been lifted from the cabinet with his chair and landed directly in front of me. The wooden leg of the chair was between my legs and his feet were on the other side. There was no way that this man could have moved himself because he was restrained, but also not knock me or knock anyone in that room. Could you imagine this kind of cartoon impression? You know, when a cartoon... Character runs towards the wall and bursts through it, and it's just an outline of him. And that was like me when I ran towards the door at the end of the séance, and I ran home and I picked up the phone and I phoned John and I said I want it, and he said, "Go away and learn manners." I thought, "What?" He goes, "Learn manners, and I'll form a circle, and that circle will sit for you. Stay close to my medium for a month, learn from him, and your circle will be ready." So to start a physical mediumship, my little lovers, is that a home circle is key. These people are people just like you and I, with an interest of wanting to sit to serve the spirit world without any demands. They sit and they just say, go on, just be you. John was my circle leader and he got this group of people together. And on the first sitting, when we said, is there anyone there? and the mighty bangs were on the wall, as loud as that, and it made me jump. And on the 11th sitting, a voice manifested in the air separate from anyone, and the voice called out from the dark. We had nothing then for two and a half years, nothing, not even a change in atmosphere. Did we stop? No, we didn't. Did we question? Yes, we did. But within those two and a half years, every night I sat, sat with Colin, with David, Stuart, when it was available, Joan Averson. And these four people had the gift of physical mediumship. They sat and through their senses, unbelievable things occurred. But through my development, the mist at night got intense again. This feeling, this presence started to build again. The voices in my room started to whisper again. And when we went back into the seance room, two and a half years had passed that we were sitting week in, week out, and getting nothing, or so we fought. And I wanted to give it up. I thought I wasn't the medium. And then, deep within me, a voice started to say the word yes. I couldn't tell you where it came from, but it felt like it came from my stomach. And over the time of this word, it kept on repeating, 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 getting bigger and bigger and bigger, I couldn't move around it. So I thought, well I'm gonna just say it. And instead of it coming out yes, it came out yush. Yes, yes. And every time I wanted to say yes, it came out yush, like I had a lush. And I couldn't control it. And then all of a sudden the voice broke again and said, yes. And now we come to speak to my brothers and sisters of the joining of our world and yours, that voice that seemed to come from me started to move me from believing to knowing, knowing that something was starting and very rapidly Over the the next few sittings, the voice started to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And John Austin, he was like Mr. Miyagi. He used to train you in a way that you didn't think you were doing the training. It seemed pointless, but he would continue to encourage you to move forward. So as we started to sit, the knockings came back, the cracklings. It sounded like flicking, like these kind of knock noises, what's happening within the confinements of these four walls. Over time, there was a bit of them in the communication and loss of me. And over the period of time with the love of our circle, this started to fade away. I started to fall back and the spirit world started to step forward until one night we left John's and something within me knew something wasn't right. But you kind of think, oh, that's my mind. John went to bed, got up, and then he went to have a shower. And unfortunately, he fell to the ground, and he had a mighty stroke. And he wasn't found for three days. And anyone who knows about a stroke knows that within the first four hours, is the crucial point to get that person back. John spent a year in the hospital trying to recover from this system. And the moment I was told and the moment I got to the intensive care unit and I stood there with Colin looking down at a shell, thinking this is our final goodbyes with him, he opened up his eyes and with a gravelling voice, he said, What the F in hell are you doing here? And I looked at him and he whispered it again. I thought, did I just hear you swear, John? And he said, what the F in hell are you doing here? And I said, I'm here to see you. He said, no, no, go and sit for our friends. Sit for our friends. Don't worry about me. Sit for my friends. So, okay. And we left. And we had to go to John's house and open up and we can see where he had fallen and where the paramedics had been and go and continue to sit without a circle leader. Having that blind faith that our friends from an invisible world will lead us to that place of knowing.
2: After John Austin's passing, the circle was renamed the Austin Wish Circle. Did Scott eventually get to meet Geraldine, John's wife? Yes, he did. But she, too, was deceased. I won't go into physical mediumship anymore in this episode, but I encourage you to listen to episode three and episode 17. But when we get back from the break, I want you to hear how that voice of yush, has turned into the man we know today as Eric. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM, Paranormal
4: Podcast Network. Keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM, Paranormal Podcast Network. Sandra Champlain will be right back.
5: Live Nation presents Concert Week, Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 seconds to Mars, O oh, and two-door cinema club.
4: This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in the way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you.
5: Live Nation presents Concert Week
2: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and on this episode, we are celebrating the 25 years of service for physical and trance medium Scott Milligan. So, every Friday at 2 o'clock Eastern for the last two years, we have been inviting anyone who wishes to attend to sit for healing, followed by a demonstration of trance mediumship with Scott. The questions are profound, there are often many tears. Some joy as well. So I'd like to start off with a question about suicide right now. It's a question that I have not yet covered in depth. So you'll meet Eric who speaks through Scott and who has been speaking through him for well over twenty years. And you'll get a little taste of transmediumship. I'd like to know if someone
0: commits suicide through grief or whatever it is, what happens when they
4: cross over?
6: Well, my friend, like everyone else, no matter how you come to the end of your path in your world, they will be met with love and a sympathetic hand. If, of course, my friend, it has been a traumatic experience, any trauma that may have been faced with the physical body, will be forgotten when the breath is taken and they move to our side of life. It is like waking from a dream and not knowing fully what has happened in that dream. That stands in front of them maybe someone that they have known and loved. And that becomes their focus. And therefore, they step towards them, and as they step towards them, they do not remember what has happened just a moment ago. But the devastation that comes from this is that their own pain and suffering comes to an end, but then it is passed to those who are left behind for unanswered questions will remain a mystery. Nights where you used to sleep so sweetly may be drawn and long and full of pain. For ones who step in front, we will always support those who are left behind. In your world, my friends, If one is having trouble with the body, you go and see others who have been trained and become experts in how to speak, how to interact in the manner that eases you away from that pain or distraction. So when people come to our side of life, there are others who are more seasoned, in that situation that will instantly help and support. Now, my friend, would you allow me to extend further upon this, but use a different part of analogy? Is that permittable for you? Absolutely, thank you. In our world we call the Summerland. If, my friend, you have taken the journey for yourself, may be a vacation. When you have traveled, when you get to your destination, you may choose to explore your new surroundings, or you may say, I'm going to rest for today and explore tomorrow. This is something that many people, when they come to our side of life, may choose to rest for a moment or they choose to explore. So, my friend, I say, the journey may be long and weary. It may be of course full of pain, but when you come to our side of life, it is instantly forgotten. There is no purpose for you to carry any pain or darkness of mind when you step into the golden shores of our reality. Now, my friend, you may say, is this a reward? It is not. It is, of course, a progress. We cannot change what has happened. But those who are left behind who must prepare to say goodbye to the physical form or continue for many days, if not years after. We try our best to give as much support. But from the experience, my friend, you can share the knowledge so that other families and other people can listen and maybe intervene, or, my friend, to the person that may be feeling that this world is too much, you can remind them that no matter who they are, there is someone who loves them and would like a moment more with them. A child or anyone that comes to our side of life through that act Normally chose to try and support, support our cause, to bring peace to your world, and understand it with no insult whatsoever. We come only to win your reason, to know that death is not the eternal sleep, a sleep that you cannot be disturbed from. The body has come to its mortal end, but the soul is much more. I never show my emotion or my passion, so to speak, for every moment that I am here I learn, and my duty is to speak back to your world. But when I speak and hear those of your world, that speak a lie. I must do all that I can, not to judge that lie, but try to sway them from that, because that lie drips into the minds of others, and it becomes a greater misunderstanding. These lies that are said is to omit a fear. But those who are in your world must live out their life, for if they are to end their life, they cannot be touched in sacred ground of consummated by others who claim to be above. Surely the love of the man or lady of cloth should be there to comfort the mourner and say, your loved one lives. I cannot bring them back to you, but I can give you counsel. It will change this lie that has been woven into your world. And that, my friend, is where we feel the sadness. People believe that when life comes to end, That is the end. There is so much more. So, my dear boy, I say this to you. If someone comes to our side of life with illness, through accident or violence, by their own hand, they are all met with appropriate of love and welcome to our world. Of course, my friend, I cannot support what will come from the mouths of those who are family members. As I have seen, a reunion between two people and their grandmama said, you silly boy. But then the grandmother's hug and a clip round the ear is always meant with love. I will never tire standing in a state of mirality, seeing those wonderful people reunited with those who are just arriving. We then know that love could never die. Dear boy, it will never be pleasing, but are you satisfied with my thoughts that I have shared with you? I am absolutely, Eric.
0: Thank you. I absorbed and agree, and I can relate to all you said. I feel much, much better. Thank you.
6: That is very kind of you, my friend. Remember, through experience, you can share your story that will heal many.
2: Thank you. I will. Thank you. It's been over two years now since we started our Friday trance demonstrations, and that is one of the most often asked questions. So I know there's a lot of pain. I know there's a lot of people who have transitioned by their own hand and know that however we get over there, we are greeted by love and we are not judged. And like Eric says, all of our experiences we can use and we can make a difference with another I was never going to take my own life, but after my dad died and the feuds going on within my family and the terrible deep grief I suffered with his loss, I could understand how people would think that that would be a good way to end things. But know that it may end for yourself on earth, but it will leave a lot of pain behind You know, yesterday was the 12-year anniversary of my dad's death. And in the past, it's been a very tough day reliving what happened walking down memory lane. And yesterday was the first day that the sting of grief didn't get me. I recognize the day, but because I've been so deeply involved in the afterlife and so many of these wonderful things that we've been doing online and the miracles of the reunion between the two worlds, I just simply said thank you to my dad, knowing that him going the way he did led me to being here with you today. So let's go for our next break, and then we'll ask Mr. Eric another question. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM, Paranormal Podcast Network.
5: Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
4: This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years, and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust.
2: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and this is an anniversary episode for our dear friend, medium Scott Milligan. And what you're hearing are a couple of questions from our Friday trance demonstration. And we welcome you to come join us. You can find out more at our website, wedontdie.com. Click on the store button. Just scroll down and find a Friday in the arms of eternity. And you can be my guest and use coupon code FREE or leave a donation. This next question is from this past Friday when someone asked the question, can we marry in the afterlife?
6: But of course, my friend, marriage is the commitment, but I will honor you as you honor me. Now, my friends, many of you who are seeking romance, May not find it under your stars because you may be born in a different time or a different part of the world. And therefore, my friend, if you have not had the sacred vows of your commitment to each other, you can do so in our world. Love, my friend, cannot. Be expressed by common words. It is something that is felt. It troubles us to see how still in your world there are people who love each other tremendously, but religions deny them. Do you fall in love with the body? Do you fall in love with the personality? Do you fall in love As they sit silently with you. For the body that you have loved. Begins to age. The skin seems to stretch. The teeth begin to fall. Do you fall in love with their career? Well, their career could change. You fall in love. With the invisible part of them that becomes your reality. When you go to bed, if you think of them, and when you wake in the morn and they are the first thing you think of, that is love. Does your mind wander to them as you wander through your world? I wonder what they're doing now. When you speak, On your modern technology. And you hear their voice, but don't see their face. You've fallen in love with the tone of their voice. You feel the quickening of excitement as they share stories with you. Your imagination then starts to paint a wonderful canvas. But then you mourn the body. But everything that you have loved, is still there and that is why my friends love will never die it only grows stronger so if you have not been romanced gentlemen if you've not seen a lady's ankle and ladies you've not seen the wrist of a man you will see this in our world and if then you flutter And say, I wish to spend eternity with you. And if love is there, then the ceremonies of the coming together of two spirits that have searched eternity, but has been worth the wait. Would you allow me to extend further upon this matter?
2: Yes, please.
6: Now, my friends, many of you have had your hearts broken and mended more than once. If, my friends, you fall in love with someone and then you have relations, children are born, and then you fall out of love with each other, will you then continue your journey for eternity, bound together? No, you will not. You have mutual respect for one another from the happiness life was made. If, my friends, that you are born, you fall in love with each other and love remains, you continue to have lives wrapped in one another's company for eternity. If, my friends, That you find true love, the deepest love, and someone is then comes to our side of life and the other one must continue to see the days through and they fall in love again. The one in our world will not be bitter, but will have this over sense of love and appreciation for the one that they have left behind has found happiness. And ordinarily, my friends, they have played a part in bringing you together. For if you are to walk down the aisle again, they will walk by your side, and so will the other. You think of this, my friend, as your bodies are just one. But if I was to ask you, as your bodies are here, think of somewhere else in the world. Your mind can travel and be in more than one place. In our world, my friend, you can be in more than one place. It is called divisible. And therefore, my friends, you can share your lives with others because love was there. It is hard for one's mind to encapsulate this. But we will never have conflict. There will always be love. We don't have disagreements, my friends. We have debates that can spark great passion. But we will always have knowledge. Because, my friends, you communicate. Through words, we communicate through thought. And therefore, if one finds it difficult to simulate a sentence, we will already know. And we will know their reason why they love them so deeply. In my mind, my friends, I say this to you. If I love someone truly, if I know others love them, I know they will be safe. They will be happy, and I will be at peace. Thank you for allowing me to continue further than the inquiry. But troubled minds sometimes say, who will I spend eternity with? If there is love, you will spend eternity with love. If that is pleasing for you, let us move along.
2: Yes, very much. Diana would like me to ask you the next question, Eric.
6: Do we choose? Yes? Yes. Please continue.
2: Okay. she says, before coming into the physical world, have we committed to following a particular spiritual path or to serving spirit? Thank you.
6: Well, my friend, may I say this too? As I referred, with tongue and cheek, choose. My friend, there is potential with any soul that comes to this world. But environments, situations, may change their potentiality. The soul has come to experience emotion and that emotion may become addictive and therefore sway them from their duty. The duty is to find emotion, but also to leave an impact in the lives that know you so that each of you make a commitment that you will leave this world brighter. Your soul must transform into the spirit. Some people attain a part of this whilst they walk within your world and others must cross the finish line of their physical life to then begin their spiritual days. So, my friend, there is always potential. If you could call it crudely in your modern times, you may plan where your destination is, but then you may get caught up with the excitement, and plans may change, but the outcome will always be happiness. If you allow me to extend further upon this, If many of you say to me, is there a map already drawn of life? Why would you choose that map? Where's the adventure in that? Do I take on lessons? Well, my friend, whilst you're here, if you have not attained your lesson, what will be your punishment? Equally, what will be the reward that when one attains it? And if you have attained it, then your duties here on earth are done. So, my friends, we look upon this. It is easier when things happen to you to say, this is my karma. This was my plan. This was my destiny. It is easier to give a responsibility to that instead of just accepting that this happened to me. These words that I've shared with you merely are words that some may hold as their religion. We desire only the best for you. Your soul has great potential, but your physical life may alter that. Wonderful stories that you hear when a child is born into poverty, has been born into a family that may not appreciate, but then they choose to fight with passion, and then they become someone that offers love, others admire.
2: There's a bit more to his words, but we've run out of time. If you want the full recording, just send me an email, sandrachamplain at gmail.com. So with that, I hope you enjoyed the words from Scott Milligan, both in trance and on his journey Visit us at wedontdie.com, click on the store, come join us live. And thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
1: Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com.